0: Hey, you guys. Are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyhood and friend. All right, look out now. Here we come. It's the Ron and Don Show. Episode number 20, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thanks for being patient with us. The show used to drop on Mondays. Now it drops on Wednesdays. It's all brought to you by... Us, Ron and Don, we are licensed realtors with our friends at Windermere. You can reach out to Ron. Ron at Windermere.com. That's Ron Upshaw at Windermere.com. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. When you think of real estate, make sure that you think of Ron and Don. It was a picture-perfect day yesterday in the great Pacific Northwest. Our Seattle Seahawks are soaring at 5-1 right now. Who would have thought it would be the Seattle Seahawks everybody would be talking about and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC West versus talking about the LA Rams who looked I know. Horrible oh yesterday. my gosh. Yeah, they looked absolutely horrible. Super
1: Bowl hangover yeah. for sure.
0: Uh uh Russell Wilson now, MVP candidate, uh with this team for 8 years, a Super Bowl winner and breaking all kinds of records for your Seattle Seahawks and also throughout the NFL hasn't thrown a pick. I know, that's amazing. This year in 6 games Uh, Are you still uh, Russell Wilson, or as my son likes to say, a Russell Wilson hater, Ron?
1: I don't know if I was ever a hater. I was suspicious of Russell Wilson. I I thought that he seemed disingenuous to me, seemed like... Someone took him into a room at a marketing agency, at like quarterback camp 101, and said, here are your talking points, stay on message, know, be a robot, be this like perfect human being robot, and that's what I, it seemed to be the case. I just read a really interesting piece by a former coworker of ours, Brady Henderson, who now works for ESPN, and you'll see him doing stand-ups for the TV side and his writing. And he, he did a, a really deep piece on Russell Wilson's Performance coach and like his mental coach. And he has this entire team as a nutritionist, massage therapist, this mental coach. And when I read that, I was like, okay, does this make sense for how he presents? And after reading, it's like, yeah, it kind of does, because as an undersized quarterback, uh, as a guy that was always told, you're too short, you're not going to make it in the NFL. He had to change colleges uh, because of a similar dynamic. And then Russell Wilson, all he does is just achieve and win. And so this story that he tells himself and the mantras and like the sort of manufactured thing, I think that really is him. I think he found something that worked for him. And he actively sort of tries to fend off negative thoughts or negative thinking, or he's built this framework, a mental model for himself that achieves. And so because of that, I guess, while it's not the type of Authenticity that I uh, am attracted to, just naturally, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's been doing it for eight years, like you said. You don't hear stories of him uh, off the uh, field where he's getting in any kind of trouble or doing any sort of weird things. Um, So I guess it's just him, like that's the thing that that he's into and that he works for him.
0: Yeah, I thought it's interesting because the Seattle Seahawks they win the Super Bowl in 2013, and they do it with a really young team and some young players like by the name of Russell Wilson. And you look at Bobby Wagner, number 54. And when they were really struggling on the road yesterday, Bobby Wagner, you saw them on TV call everyone together. And he was talking to the younger guys. And he just said, hey, you know what? We just got punched in the jaw. We got punched in the face. And now we are going to punch back. And you saw the Seattle Seahawks do that yesterday, which is really hard to do in an early game on the road. And they did it against Cleveland. So, And the fun thing for me, and I know this dates the podcast, talking about the Seahawks a little bit, and I don't care. Uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch the Seattle Seahawks play the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco and also in Seattle because we'll get them twice. And Richard Sherman is playing some pretty good football right now for the San Francisco 49ers and let me ask you this. If you're in that arena, CenturyLink Field, and Richard Sherman walks out in a San Francisco 49er uniform, how are you going to react to
1: that? I have that nothing moment? but love for Richard Sherman. Yeah. Again, if you want to talk about life stories and life arcs, the, the the Richard Sherman story of where he came from and what he accomplished, to me, that covers a multitude of sins. So whatever brashness people say or the rough edges it, you put a thousand, you put ten thousand uh, kids in Compton, California, and have your dad be a uh, drive a garbage truck uh, and say, "Hey, attain the highest level of professional sports." He's the one, maybe beyond 10,000, it might be one in a million uh, kids to overcome that situation, not get involved in drugs when all of his peers got involved in drugs and gangs, uh, to go to Stanford uh, and to get a scholarship there and do the academic rigors of Stanford and uh, get his degree and become a standout football player and then to make it in the NFL. So his story to me just trumps any of that, so he gets nothing but uh, love for me. And he was part of the identity of that Super Bowl team. And you always talk about it forever that uh, the tip that he made that led to the interception in the NFC Championship game against the Niners uh, was the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl. So I, I have nothing but love yeah. for Richard. When Turner.
0: you walk in my house, that that tip, and it's it it's the only Seahawk picture uh, that I have in my house. But as you as you walk in, it greets you that particular photo and I have nothing but love for him too and I love his story and I love that even sometimes when he has to manufacture a chip on his shoulder that he's able to do that and he just makes the game really fun and you talked about Russell Wilson all the work that he does with Children's Hospital you look at Richard Sherman he goes back to Compton California he remembers where he comes from Uh, and he has raised a lot of money for a lot of kids in a lot of those schools. And then he hands out his phone number, and he just says, hey, if you ever need a friend, if you ever need to talk to somebody, uh, reach out. And that is unheard of. The other thing I love is his dad has vision of one eye. He's never, he's never crashed his garbage truck, and he still drives the garbage truck to this day in Compton, California, because he's like, you know what? That's my son's money. That's not my money. I get my money driving a garbage truck. How about that? Just getting started, it's the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening to us on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: You should buy a shirt. It's the Ron and Don Nation t-shirt. $5 goes toward helping kids. It's cops helping kids. Find out more at ronanddon.com. Ron and Don are licensed real estate brokers. With Windmere Midtown.
0: Are you ready to buy or sell a home? Yeah, call my dad or his best friend Ron. All right, it's the uh, Ron and Don Show, only on the Ronadon Radio Network. The show drops every Wednesday, and uh, get signed up for the newsletter. We really appreciate it when you give us a rating, too. Yeah,
1: it's at uh, Ronadon.com, Just click on that uh, radio icon, and you can sign up there. Also, all our merch is there. We have Ron and Don Nation t-shirts. $5 goes to Charlie's Dinosaur. We also got the Ronadon Nation dog bandanas, which I guess a human being could wear the big ones if yeah. you wanted to, but mostly they're for dogs, and uh, all of that is on online right yeah. now.
0: Want to want to share a story about a client and and one of my best friends, and I just I I want to share this story with everyone because it's just happened. And I'm pretty pumped out of my mind about it uh, uh, today. And it's connected to the fact, people know that we worked on Terrestrial Radio. Also, I've taught a lot of spin classes and exercise classes over the years. And then now we're doing this podcast. And, of course, the way that we pay our bills is by owning long, short-term rentals, real estate, and also working at Windermere as licensed uh, realtors. And my friends know this now. So some of them have reached out to me. A friend, Scotty, reached out to me and said, hey, I'm looking for an investment property and he said, I see that you've been pretty successful with Airbnbs and you've been pretty successful with short and long term rentals. I would like to buy something on Queen Anne where I have some property and I'm interested in doing something like you're doing buying a house, maybe a guest house in the back, and my wife Mary and I, and then he has a a best friend that he grew up with. I have a Ron. He has a Ron too. In fact he grew up with his friend Ron and Carrie. So the four of them Uh, these two couples are going to get together and they're going to buy, they're going to reach out and they're going to buy an investment property. And he wanted me to kind of uh, lead the way on this thing. I
1: actually like, and I I talk with Scotty a little bit as well. I'm not as good a friend as him as you are, but we, we text every now and then. I think it's different. And maybe this is different for him as well. You can go look at your 401k and it almost seems like a video game. Like it's on the computer. You look at the number. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes it goes down depending on the economy. It's different when it's a real thing. When you can drive by and go, that's my investment. It's right. I'm getting out of my car, yeah. and I'm walking over to my investment. I'm buying light bulbs for my investment. I'm actively involved with this investment. It just feels different. And even though it's kind of the same, I mean, it's a different vehicle for your retirement, it just feels. Different. I I like that feeling, and I know that Scott was excited about that, but nervous too because you take you know you move assets around to do this, and uh, you know what I'm saying. Like it just feels different when it's a physical object.
0: Yeah, and what I tell people if you're going to buy an investment property right now, and you can do it within the shadow of South Lake Union, within the shadow of the Space Needle, what's happening on the waterfront. I mean, it is the Yukon Gold Rush right now uh, here in Seattle. It just is, and if you can afford to even buy a little condo, an Airbnb, that thing. You see people doing that. Or if you can go out and you can buy a little house and turn that into a long-term rental, do some of the work, some of the demo work yourself. Anyone can do demo because you can figure out how to do that on YouTube and then bring somebody in to finish it. Uh, Have some sweat equity and then turn around, there are so many people that are moving to the area from all different parts of the world right now, and they are looking for long-term and short-term rentals.
1: And then the thing I like that you did for Scotty, and I don't, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, you almost need to protect him from himself in a sense of like he gets really enthusiastic, he can get out over his skis a little bit. And the thing that I like for you is you had a strategy, and you were like a dog on a bone stick into that strategy it's like this is a strategy there's a lot of houses in the world there's a lot of opportunities in the world but it has to fit if it doesn't fit this strategy we're not doing it yeah. scott
0: yeah and my friends know sometimes they'll get a call from me uh, at night and they're like what are you doing i'm like you know what i'm doing i'm out house hunting i'll, I'll be out sometimes when i don't have my son and if it's in the evening 9 10 11 o'clock at night I'll be out hunting houses for different clients. And getting and 911 calls. Yeah. There's a
1: weird guy in the, in the backyard. It was about... It Send was, the police.
0: It was nine ten the other night, a couple weeks ago. He's at the Rolling Stone concert. You were at the I Rolling I was at the Rolling Stone concert Everybody well. was at the Rolling Stone concert. Guess who wasn't at the Rolling Stone concert?
1: This guy right here. This
0: guy over here because I was out looking for houses. And then, boom, I found the house. It had just come online. And I knew that there were going to be people all over this house. And I called him at the Rolling Stone concert. And I said, hey... I've stood in about 40 or 50 different houses for you, either in the front yard or inside those homes. It's important that you find somebody, especially if you're looking for an investment property, uh, the pictures online. Talk a little bit, because you're you're a great photographer. Talk a little bit about some of the pictures that we see at all these websites. When you and I go out and stand at some of these homes most of the time it can be a huge disappointment. Why is that? Yeah, well, I mean, the
1: the marketing is all moved online. It's important to have a great website. But, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with Photoshop. You can do a lot of stuff with HDR photography, high-resolution photography. You can edit out certain things, do specific angles where when you get there in person, you're like, oh, there's a wrecking yard next door. Uh, That was conveniently cropped out of the picture or something like that. So um, it's important to, you know, you you fall in love with it first online, like an online date. Then you got to go dating. You got to go to the date. You got to show up, buy it a cup of coffee and see, all right, dude, do I still feel the love when I'm actually here in person? Yeah.
0: And, And if you have a good realtor, they will go out and stand in 50 or 60 different homes so you don't have to. And they'll try to dial it down to five or six that you can stand in, and then you can make a, a decision. And that's really what house hunting is all about, and that's what I love doing, and that's what I love doing But the
1: difference with Scotty him. is like, he isn't gonna live there, this is an investment. And yeah. So that's a different feel, a different purpose.
0: Yeah, and you have to make sure that the numbers work, that the numbers match, that you've connected with a lender, you know how much you're gonna put down. And then also, you have to know, how am I gonna use this asset? Am I going to use it as a short term Airbnb? Am I going to try to flip this thing? Or am I going to long term rent this thing out? Am I going to corporate rent? There's a lot of corporations now that are moving a lot of folks to this area and they are looking for a fully furnished turnkey house that they can rent out for an executive for, let's say, six to 12 months. So anyway, I called him and I said, Do you trust me? And he goes, You know I trust you. And I said, I found the house. I found the place for you and Mary, Ron and Carrie. And I said, let's do this, let's go stand in this thing tomorrow because I'm standing in the front yard right now. And I said, this is it. Number of weeks later, in fact, it was just last week, I was able, and I don't know about you, I didn't think I would get emotional, but I went and I got the keys from the other realtor. And then I stood there and I handed the keys to Scott and Mary and I just, I, they didn't cry, but I did. I got. They were like holding me. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know why I got so You're a a bit of a crier. I don't know why I got so emotional about it, but I got very, very emotional. And then uh, just to see them, I stopped by every once in a while, and they're over there. They're working on it. They're tuning it up, and they're getting ready to uh, do some short-term rentals with it. And I'm like, to be a part of their success story and to have them trust me and to have him take my phone call at a Rolling Stone concert, at nine ten in the evening, because who takes a phone call at a Rolling Stone well, concert?
1: Well, in all honesty, you radically change their retirement years. Yeah, radically. Yeah, now I think so, so. Good, good for you. Like it, that is. The economics of it is going to make a huge difference the, in, in both of those couples' lives. Yeah, they got so an a good incredible
0: job. deal on this house and the strategy in which they're going to use this property. You
1: are very good at that.
0: Yeah. It's going to do— I'm
1: trying to learn how to do that better. It's going
0: to do a lot better than their 401K. So, anyway. Hey, if you need to hire a house hunter or you want to talk about house hunting, I would love to be your house hunter. Reach out. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. And you can reach out to Ron Upshaw at Windermere.com. We would love to go hunting for you. We'll stand in the middle of home so you don't have to.
1: And I'll even want to dress up like Rambo. What's that? I'll dress up like Rambo. <laughs> draw first blood.
0: Yeah, It's so great. And you never know how you're going to meet people. I met Scott after he came to a spin class and had a heart attack. It's uh, And I'm not joking. It's the Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. listening to the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying.
1: All right, Ron and Don Show. Episode number 20. Don't forget to rate us. Give us some stars. Give us a review. That helps all the algorithms. Also, share it on your socials. There's, I still get people that were like, what? I didn't know you guys were, were doing the show. And so if you help us out with that, I really appreciate it. I want to get your take on this because uh, we've been following... Versions of this story for many years. Uh, but so a man named, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, Eliud Kipchoge, just broke the two hour world record to run 26.2 miles. But there is some controversy here. And I want to get your take, because you, you've been running a lot recently, last couple of years, you've ran a lot, you've done a marathon, uh, and you've done trail races and all that stuff. And so there's controversy here, that, because this was a, a corporate-sponsored event, Nike did one a couple of years ago where they tried to break two hours with the same guy for 26.2 miles. This one was sponsored by the richest man in Britain. They created a course in Vienna. that was, I think a six or seven mile loop. And so this 34 year old Kenyan ran it in one hour, 59 minutes and 40 seconds, which they say is like landing on the moon. Like that means he ran a four minute and 32nd mile for 26.2 miles before we get into the controversy how what is what do you think of as a person who's ran a marathon when you hear a 430 mile for 26.2 miles well
0: i've never run a, a marathon on pavement i've run a marathon in the woods and running a marathon in the woods is a much different animal uh than running running on pavement like this because you can in, in the woods you're going up you're going down right trees rocks logs and all that my marathon in the woods we, in, in, in mine took over five hours one of the reasons why it took over five hours because i ran almost 30 miles because <laughs> I, I got i got celebratory and i thought it was out front in front of ever because there's nobody out there and then when i figured out the reason nobody was out there is because i was completely off course and i ended up running probably four more miles than i was supposed to but still Still, if if I would have stayed on course, my marathon still would have been four hours something out in the woods, granted, but to run under sub two hours, I I can't even relate to that. So so.
1: now here's the controversy. I want your take on it. The running community is saying this is not a world record. This is not even a marathon because what they did is he had – he had teams of seven elite runners that would get in front of him in a V formation and set the pace. There was a car that would come up and sort of indicate pace, not drive in front of him, but just sort of indicate what the pace needed to be for a four-minute, 30-second mile. And then he had, uh, I think, a guy on a cyclist when he, was, he needed a carb boost. The guy would ride up next to him, hand him a water bottle full of carbs so he wouldn't have to stop, and he would drink this special carb boost drink that he likes and so they're saying yes you ran 26.2 miles yes you broke two hours but no it is not the world record for a marathon because it wasn't a competition Uh, you weren't in a race racing other people and this was sort of a curated environment looking at it as a guy that runs avidly is this a world record in the marathon? I think
0: it could be a world record for an assisted world record, though, because he was certainly assisted on this. We see this in, in on bicycles all the time. You'll hear that somebody broke a world record, but they did it in the velodrome. They did it with other bicyclists around them that were out front. And, and I'll give you an example. Uh, when I have trained out on the road before on a bicycle, And when I jump on a bike, if I am hauling, I can get it up myself on the other side between 35 and 40 miles an hour, unassisted if i get in the bumper on the bumper of a suburban for some for some reason you open up the ambulance doors and that thing is rolling I can get that bicycle if you get sucked up into the draft of it. You can get it up close to sixty miles an hour when you get sucked Seems up dangerous. in the, When you get sucked up in the draft of suburban. So what that is in human form, I don't know. Well that's what the V was. It's yeah. a breaking the wind form. Yeah. So there so he certainly was drafting, he certainly was assisted, and then part of racing a marathon is is the strategy of when do I when do I stay back and draft off these other runners whether it be in a horse race or a human race and then when do I break out front and will I have the energy at the end See, to have that, I, I think it's a world record final kick is somebody is trying to pass me I think it's me. a
1: world record it is the distance of a marathon but it's
0: assisted
1: right It is assisted but not like mechanically like he had the new Nike shoes on and he had these other elite runners but, like, they do that in, in, in big races as well. The, you can hire teams. Nike will hire uh, Olympic or collegiate runners to set a pace and then drop off. Like, that happens in the New York City Marathon or the Boston Marathon. I, I don't know. I think if you do the distance required and you broke two hours, he's the, it's a world record marathon. Like, he, he ran the marathon the fastest it's ever been run. I, I don't I, I guess I don't know. Like, these purists coming in and go, oh, you're like, that doesn't count. It totally counts. He's not riding a, a dog out there getting assisted. He ran the he ran four yeah. minute and thirty second miles for twenty six point two miles. That is, that is insane. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I say he's the world record holder. What is what is the
0: farthest in and in, in I'm not I'm not shaming you. What what's the farthest that you've ever run? run I think I ran
1: like seven K once.
0: Seven? Nobody runs seven K.
1: I do. It's a new distance that I'm setting. The you run a five k,
0: an eight k, a ten k, but you ran a 7 ki I'm
1: the world record holder at seven k. no one else has ran that distance.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man! Running oh, the running dog, running the seven k. Seven k. All the other running dog that way. I love that. <laughs> All right, it's uh, the Ron and Don show before we get out of here. Don't forget Ron and Don licensed realtors, all brought to you by uh, ronanddon.com. Click on the microphone to find out all about the radio show. And, in fact, uh, we got T-shirts and... Charlie, my son and I, we watched Charlie yesterday. And my son went and got his Ron and Don Nation dog bandana. He put it on. I have to get you a picture. Yeah, and we'll no, I want a picture. We'll put that picture. The, up.
1: the pictures coming in are fantastic. You can sign up for the newsletter, ronanddon.com. Just click on the microphone, as Don said. You can also buy the merch there, uh, the T-shirts and the dog bandanas. Yeah.
0: And, uh, thanks and, so, and
1: rate us. Rate us on the yeah, podcast th- that you use.
0: Thanks to everybody who bought a Ron and Don Nation T-shirt. Those are still for sale. $5 on those T-shirt sales. That goes towards Charlie Dinosaur. And we're able to give uh, Ed Troyer from the Pierce County Sheriff's Department department to check last week it's uh, cops helping too
1: yeah and a lot of kids are going to get new stuff this year especially as it starts to cool off uh the jackets and things like that are going to go a long way right now yeah.
0: before we get out of here i don't know what it is but i've been reading a lot about brad pitt because he reminds well, me a lot of me and in, in, in
1: what way does brad pitt remind i don't remind know you but
0: I, I think it's incredible that he has two huge movies out right now and he's out promoting those at the same time, I
1: remember it a- yeah, one of was Astra. Yeah, and
0: that that movie is doing really well. And then the Quentin Tarantino movie that he did, both those movies are doing are, are doing very well at the same time. So this guy's a megastar, right? Just a superstar. And then I've been very intrigued by the fact that a couple of years ago, when things broke apart with Angie, Angelina Jolie, in fact, she has a big movie that's coming out now, and and they have these kids, and he he decided that uh, not only. Was he going to change his diet and stop drinking because he he got into his fight with his older son on a private plane, and they say that's what broke that marriage apart. Uh, but he also started doing some meditation, and then he started going to something called the Sunday Service, Kanye West Sunday Service. Hmm. Brad Pitt started going there. Kanye West has recently said that he has converted to Christianity, and for the rest of his life, he's no longer going to do secular music. He is going to just produce Christian music. And, in fact, if you look online at the Sunday service, he has his choir. They show up uh, somewhere in California. I think over the weekend they showed up in Detroit. It is an awesome choir, a really good choir. What they'll do is they'll take a Mariah Carey song, they'll change the words to it a little bit, and then they'll present it, and they present it online at the Sunday service. Thousands, Thousands of people come. Sometimes he'll talk or have somebody else that will come and talk. And then along with that, then he will send whatever song that is to the artist. So he sent it to Mariah Carey. And she said she got very emotional. She began to cry. The, the music was so beautiful. She loved the way it was presented. Tracy Chapman, on the other hand, he took one of her songs, changed the words. And Tracy Chapman was like, hey, you know what? I own that music knock that off it pissed her off she hmm. didn't want anything to do with the sunday service so what i thought was interesting though is he says he's no longer going to do secular music but if you look at music in general and a friend i was talking to about this the other day she made the great point she's like a lot of the great music that we hear today or even a lot of the great music that we heard in the 60s and 70s when we thought that rock and roll was being created a lot of that was stolen its roots were in gospel music. Its roots were already connected to the church. So in some sense- uh... Even before
1: that, you can go all the way back to slave music and, and it coming into like minstrel music. Like all of that is, is all related to black music. Like everything that is popular music. Even you could go, oh, what about country? The banjo's from Africa. Like the the first time a banjo was heard, it was a slave that brought the banjo from Africa and was playing that, and the slave owner heard it in the South, and they co opted the banjo, and that became part of country music. So, like it, pretty much all of the popular music forms in America have their roots in black music. Like that's just that's a fact.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I would encourage it. Check it out. The Sunday service with Kanye West uh, it is pretty fantastic, and it's pretty cool because all the Kardashians go. So you can imagine if Kanye West is at church and the Kardashians are there, you're probably gonna just show up to kind of see what's going on, aren't you?
1: I'll be interesting to see how this goes. Like you said, the rest of his life, because like it might be if you, you know, maybe in ten years, like maybe I need to do the Gold Digger Part Two reunion tour so you can make a little money. I don't know. Like I think the audience is just a lot smaller if you go to only non-secular music, but we'll see. Yeah. Like I wish him the best. He's out there following his passions he puts it out there and lets the market decide Isn't it, it,
0: it, it, look look at look at the people that he attracts brad pitt is now becoming one of his best friends and the president of the united states donald trump he, is one of his he's best got friends. range he does got he's range. got
1: a lot of range
0: yeah. uh we got some range too we talked a little bit about house hunting we'd love to hunt a house for you uh you can reach out to ron ron upshaw at windermere.com don o'neill at windermere.com and uh congratulations as we talked about to scott and mary And Ron and Carrie, we found a house for them, a picture-perfect house, and uh, just some of my great clients, my great friends, and I'm excited about them as they go on this real estate adventure. All right. Don't forget, you can always reach out to us at uh, ronanddon.com, too. You can.
1: Fill out uh, if you want to get involved with the newsletter. You can get involved with merchandise. You can get involved with the uh, podcast. Share it for us. We really appreciate
0: it. Keep your head up. Your shoulders back, and maybe we'll see you at the Sunday service with Kim Kardashian, Brad Pitt, Kanye West, and the President. It's the Ron Don Show only on the Ron Don Radio Network. You know you to that. Ron and Don. <laughs> okay, you good? Yeah. Okay, let's get going.